you want to open um, back up to the Gospel of Luke with me this morning, we're spending one last Sunday in Luke chapters 1 and 2, and with the story of uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Hopefully all of you uh, got something that looks like this on the way through the doors. It's a little reflection guide, and we're going to use that a little later in the service, and that's something you can take with you this morning. Um, but as we're working our way through these um, passages of Scripture, you might, might want to have that out because they, they refer back to this. Um, and also, um, if you need, well, we can do, go ahead and do that now. If anyone, we're going to have a few minutes at the end of my um, teaching time just to do some reflection. If you need a writing utensil, oh, oh, well, first let's do the guides. If you didn't get one of these and need one, just pop your hand up and Jeff will bring that around. You just keep your hand up until he gets you, and uh, that way everyone has one. Later on, I'll, uh, he'll bring by pens if needed, but we'll, we'll do that later. Um, so we're, we're going to, to spend some time thinking about God's word given to us and our ability to hear and receive um, both the word of scripture, which is for all people and, and for the church universal, um, but also how do we apply God's word specifically to us? Does God speak individual words um, for, for each one of us at different times? I've mentioned a few times uh, since my sabbatical how much I've appreciated this little book on prayer by the Catholic theologian Hans Urs von Balthasar. And it's some places a little dense, um, but in many, in many parts uh, just really opens up what he calls the treasure of prayer. Kind of like what Pete was sharing this morning. Prayer, uh, prayer, prayer is this incredible space, this, this treasure, this gift given to us where God actually communicates with us as his people, um, where we express our hearts, our lives, our circumstances to him, um, but also a place where I really believe God speaks back to us and ministers his word um, to us as his people. Near the beginning of uh, the first chapter in that book, he points to Mary, the mother of Jesus, as, as someone who maybe uniquely can teach us what it's like to pray or to receive God's word and, and to treasure the word of God. Mary is, is said to do that in, um, in a powerful way in Luke 1 and 2. Von Balthasar calls Mary um, the hearer par excellence of God's word. And he works with this, this metaphor sort of, of of who Mary is and how she receives both the, the message or the spoken word of God to her through the angel Gabriel, but then, right, Mary's own life becomes, uh, her own body becomes the home to God's living word, the word of God in the person of Jesus. Balthazar talks about how Mary is, is made pregnant with the word of God, how she carries that word within her, how she then gives birth to the word of God in the person and the child of Jesus. But then even after that, right, Mary has this unique relationship to the living word of God as she, she is the mother of Jesus and she watches Jesus grow and take shape. And von Balthasar talks about how Mary sees the word of God in the child that is beside her and then in the, the, the youth or the adolescent Jesus and then in the young man that Jesus becomes. And along the way, right, that, that word of God as it grows and, and develops and matures 
Um, Mary, Mary has to struggle to understand even some of what Jesus does or, or who Jesus is or what he's about and the choices he makes. But throughout, she continues to, to listen and, and pay attention to what God is doing in Jesus. Um, she treasures it. She listens for it. She loves it. And ultimately, she submits herself to that word God has given her. This morning, as, as we conclude our, our sort of brief look at these two chapters in the Gospel of Luke, and in Mary's story in particular, I want to think about sort of the composite picture Luke gives us about Mary. What does he say about how it is that Mary listens, and how it is that Mary looks for God's word in in the circumstances and in the activity of her life. What does Luke mean when he tells us that Mary wonders at and then ponders and even treasures the word God gives to her? We're going to look at at what Luke says about Mary, and then I want us to actually think about how we might imitate that in our own personal way. How we might be listening for how God is speaking to us at the start of a new year. And I have some some practical ideas about how we could do that. Um, We're going to use these these reflection guides as a tool to do that. Um, And I'm even going to give you a few minutes to sort of start practicing in our worship time this morning. And then you can can continue that reflection um, in, in the week ahead in your own prayer time. But I hope that, that as we leave here this morning, we, we have a sense that we are carrying God's word for us and to us in a specific way, in a personal way, so that it can continue to speak to us and encourage us in the year ahead. Let me pray for us as we um, look at the word of God together. Jesus, we thank you for the treasure that scripture is, that it communicates in in a perfect way, who you are, how you have have spoken in ages past, um, and it brings life and light to us in this present age. Lord, I pray that as we um, look at Mary and how her heart is receptive to your word, that our hearts would be similarly receptive today. Lord, may the words of my mouth as I preach, may the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. In your name we pray. Amen. I used to be an English teacher for several years, particularly an English teacher that taught English as a second language, so to non-native speakers. And one of the things that um, non-native speakers often um, ask questions about when they're learning a language are the idioms used in that language. Every culture, every language um, has their own uh, set of, of idioms. And when we, when we come to the discipline of, of listening or understanding something, in English, many of the idioms that, that pertain to that have to do with our ears, right? Which makes sense, right? If someone is, is too busy or too preoccupied to really pay attention to a message that's being given to them, we say it's gone, right, in one ear and out the other. If someone maybe is particularly stubborn or kind of at a heart level is, is refusing to listen to something, we would say they turn a deaf ear to, to that person or thing. Or on the positive side, when someone is, is eager and enthusiastic to listen, we might say they are all ears. And so English, we, we tend to have these, 
these idioms or metaphors that, that cluster around the idea of, of listening with our ears. And had the, the Bible been written in contemporary English, we may have been told about the quality of Mary's ears when she's receiving God's word to her. But the original Greek text in the New Testament has its, its own way of describing Mary as a listener. And it has less to do with her ears and more to do with her heart. Kind of an, an interior listening. Right? We're, we're sort of told by Luke that Mary hears at a soul level what God is doing. Luke tells us um, how Mary listens to the activity of God in her life. And I want to look at, at three of the places we're told about the way Mary listens or the quality of her listening. And the first of those, uh, again, several of these passages we've looked at already in this Advent season. But the first one comes when Gabriel first brings word to Mary. It says in Luke 1, 28 and 29, the angel went to Mary and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Again, we want to think about Mary's situation, but I also want us to be thinking about our own lives as, as we try to make sense of how God is speaking to us. I think often when God is doing something in our life, when something is, is changing, when God is speaking to us in a new way, often it comes uh, initially as a kind of surprise. Often we're not in, entirely sure what's happening or how God is working. And that can be troubling. It can be disorienting. It can be confusing. And we see that in, in Mary's situation here, verse 29. She's troubled at the words of the angel. But we're also told that, that despite the shock and the surprise of this visit from Gabriel, Mary also chooses to wonder about the greeting she is given. What kind of word? What kind of message is this? What is God doing? The Greek verb here for wondered is, uh, is the word Dialogizomai. You can tell that my Greek is a little rusty. But it, it's, uh, it's often used of a kind of conversational process. A group of people sort of talking about or reasoning through or, or wondering about an idea together to try to, to get at what something means. It's often used, again, of a group of people talking through something. But in this case, it's used of Mary alone or as an individual wondering, or thinking about, or, or actively questioning, questioning God's message, God's word to her within her own person, within her own head, within her own heart. I think the kind of wondering described here um, is, is a place in which we consider lots of possibilities. We're trying to make sense of something. And so, this is sort of maybe a first step, a first stage for us to listen for what God's doing in our life, maybe a message God has for us. And often at the wondering stage, right, we probably have more questions than answers. If you've ever wondered out loud to God about something that's happening in your life, why is this happening? What is this about? I don't understand this. 
That's actually a, a wonderful way to begin praying, to opening up a line of conversation. We wonder at God's work. We wonder at God's word. We wonder what God is doing with us specifically. So Luke says Mary uh, listens for what God is doing by wondering. But partway through chapter 2, we get told about a second way that Mary listens and receives God's word for her. We're told that Mary also ponders. Can you help me jump ahead? There we go. This is the passage we read together on Christmas Eve, Luke 2, 16 uh, through 19. It says, so the shepherds hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and she pondered them in her heart. Okay, between the first passage we just looked at where Gabriel visits Mary and this passage, there are roughly nine months that have transpired, which I imagine has been full of Mary, right, initially wondering and asking questions about what's going on, what does all this mean, who is this child God has given me. She's, she's had the opportunity to go and visit Elizabeth and to hear Elizabeth's words to her and Elizabeth's blessing spoken over her. Now she has traveled to Bethlehem and she has this group of shepherds arriving on, on the moment that, that she gives birth to Jesus or roughly the same, the same evening there in Bethlehem, right, bringing another word to her about who this child is and who he will become. And so by this time, there's, I think, a lot of raw material Mary has to work with. Lots of places that God seems to be active and moving in her life and, and in, a, in the lives of people around her. But she needs a way to sort of bring all those different experiences together, to make sense of them, to detect and, and maybe to synthesize what all these things mean. And I think that's where this idea of pondering comes in, right? Wondering is, is actively asking questions, noticing lots of things. Pondering is, is where we bring those many observations in, into one place. And we're told here that Mary, as she, she held this child in her arms, as the shepherds gave her this report, she pondered, it says, all of these things in her heart. The Greek verb here means to draw or to cast a plurality of things together into one place. It could be used sometimes of a number of different streams uniting to form a larger river. Pondering helps us to go from asking questions about what God is doing to sort of discerning a particular message or direction or mission maybe God has for us in those things? How is the Holy Spirit drawing together the many different details in our lives? How is God maybe giving us a particular word to walk in? Most often in my own prayer life, this is sort of where I experience God speaking to me. 
not so much in an audible, audible voice, but God sort of guiding me in, in prayer and in reflection and giving me an impression of, of what he wants me to pay attention to. Often it's a passage of scripture or, or a section of scripture that he wants me to come back to and, and to notice and to be encouraged by. As we do the work of pondering, right, we invite our hearts to hear what God is saying and to be moved by his spirit. We ask God to, to clarify and distill right, his specific word for us. And it's my belief that God really does speak to us in this way. God's word, God's spirit is living and active and he desires to, to do this for us because we're his people. As we've been teaching through the story of Mary during Advent and talking about prayers of participation and, and listening for the word God has for us, um, I've actually had a couple of wonderful conversations with Donna Moultrip um, and her sharing about what that looks like in her own life. And Donna, unfortunately, couldn't, couldn't be here this morning to share that with us in person. Um, but she, she shared in a letter that she's given me permission to share with you a specific practice that's helped her do this. Um, and it's a practice, actually, that she does at the beginning of each new year, um, where she listens for a word that God has given her um, to, to carry with her through the year ahead. And so I, I want to read to you um, part of Donna's letter. She says, a number of years ago, about three or four, I was listening to a New Year's program on the radio called Open Line. And it spoke of the value of prayerfully asking the Lord to reveal a word or a phrase. Specifically, a word or a phrase that might be a focal point for the year. A lens through which one might see the Lord working. As I think back now, the first couple years I tried this, the word I chose seemed rather predictable, like rejoice. But the last few years, the word, uh, the word I have chosen or been given has more closely mirrored the journey that my husband Terry and I are now on. For instance, the word in 2022 was surrender. And as you may recall, that was the year Terry's father and brother both passed away, as well as when his own diagnosis came to light. Last year, the phrase was redeeming the time as our health challenges continued to progress. In considering this year, I am hearing the Lord say, choose life from Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 and 20. I'm hearing the Lord tell me that joy, peace, and strength needed for each day will be found in the choices I make to fix my eyes on him, to choose what brings life for the Lord is my life. And so we will see how this year unfolds. As far as how I listen for God's word at the start of each new year, or the steps that I take, Donna says, I converse with the Lord each day. I hear his voice through music on the radio, through his written word, through times of prayer. And the word for the year usually comes to me as a repeated phrase in all three ways. And I hear it in the quietness of my own soul. It's an echo of God's voice saying, I am with you, so fill in the blank. I am with you, so surrender. I am with you, so choose life. 
And I must say that the last few years, this echo has continued throughout the year. This has been an encouragement for me on so many levels because it's a confirmation and affirmation of the Lord's continued presence, no matter the circumstances. It is a safe place to which I can always go. It is my sanctuary, even when I don't understand all that's happening. She says, and so then I can remind myself, Psalm 27, I am confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take heart. Wait for the Lord. I want to encourage us with this invitation to, to ponder and to ask God. Might he have a word for, for each of us as we think about the year ahead? And as we, we reflected on those, those verses in Psalm 139, right? The Lord, it says, comprehends us. He goes before and behind us. The Lord knows all that is to come. And so is there a way he wants to speak to us now as we, as we prepare for that? Before we take a few moments to, to do some of that reflection together, I want to briefly mention a third kind of listening that's attributed to Mary in this gospel. It's, it's the kind of listening that he calls treasuring. The verb actually occurs uh, at the end of the passage we're, we're looking at now, as well as at the end of chapter 2, when Mary sees God working in all the various events of Jesus' childhood and adolescence and in the years still to come. Oh, jumped too far ahead there. I'm just going to read Luke 2, 51 and 52. It says, Then Jesus went down to Nazareth with them. This is after he was left behind at the temple, and he was found teaching and, and, and discussing things with the teachers of the law. It says, Then Jesus went down to Nazareth with his parents and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. If wondering is, is where we, we start seeking understanding and asking questions, and if it, pondering is, is that place where we begin to synthesize and draw together God's word for us, I think treasuring might be the way that we keep coming back to that word, to savor it, to review it, to, to steep in it. The Greek verb here, diatero, means to keep watch over something, or literally to guard it, to preserve it. It's used most often of, of things that have great value. One might treasure delicate wineskins that possess a valuable wine. As Mary comes to understand God's word to her, God's calling for her to be the mother of Jesus, on two different occasions, Luke says, she, she treasures that calling and that word. She's moved with gratitude by, by the privilege and the blessing God has given her. She marvels in who Jesus is becoming and the things that are said about him. And I think she specifically takes time to, to notice and be encouraged by signs of God's faithfulness to her along the way. And so as, as you begin to listen, maybe for the word, God is speaking to you. And as that becomes clearer, treasuring is maybe a way for us to keep coming back to that word. To reflect on it, to come back and, 
and let it prompt us or encourage us or challenge us or guide us throughout the year. So with those, those three ideas in mind, we have these yellow guides. If you can pull those out. Um, we're going to take a few minutes now just, just to begin opening up some quiet space for us to listen um, for God's voice or God's word to you specifically. If you don't have a pen or something to write with and you'd like one, um, just like with the guides a minute ago, Jeff has some pens. Just pop your hand up and he can come by with something to write with. Um, but we're, we're going to have Carol um, just play some, some quiet music. Um, and you're going to have five or six minutes just to start working your way through this guide. Um, let me encourage you maybe just to begin with the first or the front page, which talks about wondering. Um, and then maybe to save these other two steps for later this week, later in your own prayer time. Um, but this is an opportunity just to begin to notice where might God be at work in your life. Um, maybe these are circumstances in your life that are, are recent and maybe encouraging, maybe discouraging, maybe confusing, but you're noticing that, that you're thinking about and wondering about them. Maybe they're things that God seems to be teaching you or areas that you seem to be growing in. Or maybe it's a place that, that you just long for change or something new and different to be um, be taking place in your relationship with God. Um, so you, these don't need to be definite answer. These are, these are things you're noticing and wondering about in conversation with God. And you could, you could begin to reflect on that and, and write some of those things down as we pray. I'll give us five or six minutes, and then we'll, we'll move on in our worship time. I'm going to stop you there. hope that helped you maybe at least begin to start um, some of this sort of prayer and reflection. Um, just as kind of a heads up where you can go with this in your own prayer time. Again, the front page here is really just to wonder about and to think about all the different ways um, God might be at work in your life, things you might be spending a lot of energy thinking about or paying attention to. How can you bring those in prayer to God? Um, the second page there talks about pondering. And that would be maybe more a, a space to do what Donna was describing. Is there a way from all of that, as you pray about and think about the many different things in your life, that you're noticing maybe a particular word or passage of scripture or maybe a, even an image um, that God's giving you to carry into the year ahead? And you could, you could draw that or record that here. And then the last section for treasuring is just a place maybe that you throughout the year could come back and remember and reflect on these things, but maybe also take note of um, your gratitude, where you see God at work, recording that, um, maybe recording where you need God's help um, in a particular way. Um, but just tuck this into your Bible or maybe put it on the table where, where you spend time um, in prayer and with God um, and just use that as a guide um, to listen um, and to participate with God's word for you.